Hey guys, welcome to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina. I know this is a little bit different from my usual intros, but I just want to be real with you all. I'm struggling. I really feel like I'm having a hard time continuing on with this podcast, and I don't know if this is just my own flesh being weak, or if this is Satan really trying to bring some warfare on me so that I stop doing what God has asked me to do this year. Um, Either way, I would appreciate all of your prayers and encouragement to just help me get through the rest of this year. Um, We've already made it halfway through the year, so I would really love to be able to make it to the end of the year and have the whole Bible on this podcast for people to listen to even after this year. So if you think about it, please just say a prayer for me. Um, And I'm going to start off this episode by praying myself. So let's pray together. Dear Lord, I just want to speak your name right now. I want to trust in your sovereignty and your strength and the fact that you are the conqueror. You already have the victory over sin, over death, over Satan and his plans. And I just thank you for the fact that you heal brokenness. Because right now, I just, I don't feel whole. I don't feel healed. I feel broken. And I feel inadequate. And I feel like there's no point in carrying on with this podcast. But I know that you have challenged me to do this podcast this year and be filled with your word this year. And I just ask that in seasons like this, where I feel dry and I feel uninspired and like I would rather be doing anything else right now than reading your word out loud. I just ask that you would remind me of the power of your word and the fact that it is so much better for me to spend time reading your word and thinking about you than it is to pursue anything else in my life. So even when it's hard at times like this, I just pray that I would make the better choice, that I would choose to run after you and those days when I can't run after you and my legs just won't work. I just ask that you would pursue me, that you would reach down and show me how much you love me And no matter what anyone says about me, that I am beautiful to you, that I am beloved by you, and that regardless of anyone else listens to this podcast ever, um, that you will bless the reading of your word, even if it's just in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have this platform to speak your word out loud and I just pray that you would bless the reading of it for those who are listening in your name I pray amen 
Second Chronicles chapter 14 Abijah rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. His son Asa became king in his place. During his reign, the land experienced peace for ten years. Judah's king Asa Asa did what was good and right in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the pagan altars and the high places. He shattered their sacred pillars and chopped down their Asherah poles. He told the people of Judah to seek the Lord God of their ancestors and to carry out the instruction and the commands. He also removed the high places and the shrines from all the cities of Judah, and the kingdom experienced peace under him. Because the land experienced peace, Asa built fortified cities in Judah. No one made war with him in those days, because the Lord gave him rest. So he said to the people of Judah, Let's build these cities and surround them with walls and towers, with doors and bars. The land is still ours, because we sought the Lord our God. We sought him, and he gave us rest on every side. So they built and succeeded. The Cushite and Bazin Asa had an army of 300,000 from Judah bearing large shields and spears, and 280,000 from Benjamin bearing regular shields and drawing the bow. All these were valiant warriors. Then Zerah the Cushite came against them with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They came as far as Marishah. So Asa marched out against him and lined up in battle formation in Zep. Zephathah Valley at Merashah. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, Lord, there is no one besides you to help the mighty and those without strength. Help us, Lord our God, for we depend on you, and in your name we have come against this large army, Lord. You are our God. Do not let a mere mortal hinder you. <clears throat> so the Lord routed the Cushites before Asa and before Judah, and the Cushites fled. Then Asa and the people who were with him pursued them as far as Gerar. The Cushites fell until they had no survivors, for they were crushed before the Lord and his army. So the people of Judah carried off a great supply of loot. Then they attacked all the cities around Gerar, because the terror of the Lord was on them. They also plundered all the cities, since there was a great deal of plunder in them. They also attacked the tents of the herdsmen and captured many sheep and camels. Then they returned to Jerusalem. Second Chronicles chapter 15 The Spirit of God came on Azariah son of Oded. So he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin, hear me. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For many years Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without instruction. But when they turned to the Lord God of Israel in their distress and sought him, he was found by them. In those times there was no peace for those who went about their daily activities, because the residents of the lands had many conflicts. Nation was crushed by nation, and city by city, for God troubled them with every possible distress. But as for you, be strong, don't give up, for your work has a reward. 
When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Azariah, son of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abhorrent idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, and from the cities he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He renovated the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin, as well as those from the tribes of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon who were residing among them. For they had defected to him from Israel in great numbers when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. They were gathered in Jerusalem in the third month of the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. At that time they sacrificed to the Lord seven hundred cattle and seven thousand sheep and goats from all the plunder they had brought. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their ancestors with all their heart and all their soul. Whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel would be put to death, young or old, man or woman. They took an oath to the Lord in a loud voice, with shouting, with trumpets, and with ram's horns. All Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn it with all their mind. They had sought him with all their heart, and he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. Wow. King Asa also removed Maaka, his grandmother, from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. Asa chopped down her obscene image, then crushed it and burned it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not taken away from Israel. Nevertheless, Asa was wholeheartedly devoted his entire life. He brought his father's consecrated gifts and his own consecrated gifts into God's temple, silver, gold, and utensils. There was no war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. What a good testimony. Lord, I want to be like Asa. I want to commit to you with my entire heart, with all my mind, with all my strength. That is my prayer. Second hmm. Chronicles chapter 16. In the 36th year of Asa, Israel's king, Baasha, went to war against Judah. He built Ramah in order to keep anyone from leaving or coming to King Asa of Judah. So Asa brought out the silver and gold from the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace and sent it to Aram's king, Ben-Hadad, who lived in Damascus, saying, There's a treaty between me and you, between my father and your father. Look, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Israel's king Baasha so that he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies to the cities of Israel. They attacked Ijon, Dan, Abel Maim and all the storage cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard about it, he quit building Ramah and stopped his work. Then King Asa brought all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timbers Baasha had built it with. Then he built Geba and Mizpah with them. At that time, the seer Hanani came to King Asa of Judah and said to him, Because you depended on the king of Aram and have not depended on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from you. 
Were not the Cushites and Libyans a vast army with many chariots and horsemen? When you depended on the Lord, he handed them over to you. For the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to show himself strong for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him. You have been foolish in this matter. Therefore, you will have wars from now on. Asa was enraged with the seer and put him in prison because of his anger over this, and Asa mistreated some of the people at that time. Note that the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign, Asa developed a disease in his feet, and his disease became increasingly severe. Yet even in his disease, he didn't seek the Lord, but only the physicians. Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the forty-first year of his reign. He was buried in his own tomb that he had made for himself in the city of David. They laid him out in a coffin that was full of spices and various mixtures of prepared ointments. Then they made a great fire in his honor. First Kings chapter 16 Now the word of the Lord came to Jehu, son of Hanani, against Baasha. Because I raised you up from the dust and made you ruler over my people Israel, but you have walked in the ways of Jeroboam, and have caused my people Israel to sin, angering me with their sins, take note. I will eradicate Baasha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Anyone who belongs to Baasha and dies in the city, the dogs will eat, and anyone who is his and dies in the fields, the birds will eat. The rest of the events of Baasha's reign, along with all his accomplishments and might, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Baasha rested with his fathers and was buried in Tirzah. His son Elah became king in his place. But through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani, the word of the Lord also had come against Baasha and against his house because of all the evil he had done in the Lord's sight. His actions angered the Lord, and Baasha's house became like the house of Jeroboam because he had struck it down. In the twenty-sixth year of Judah's king Asa, Elah son of Baasha became king over Israel, and he reigned in Tirzah two years. His servant Zimri, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him while Elah was in Tirzah getting drunk in the house of Arza, who was in charge of the household at Tirzah. In the twenty-seventh year of Judah's king Asa, Zimri went in, struck Elah down, killing him. Then Zimri became king in his place. When he became king, as soon as he was seated on his throne, Zimri struck down the entire house of Baasha. He did not leave a single male, including his kinsmen and his friends. So Zimri destroyed the entire house of Baasha, according to the word of the Lord he had spoken against Baasha through the prophet Jehu. This happened because of all the sins of Baasha and those of his son Elah, which they committed and caused Israel to commit, angering the Lord God of Israel with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Elah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. In the twenty-seventh year of Judah's king Asa, Zimri became king for seven days in Tirzah. Now the troops were encamped against Gibbethon of the Philistines. When those troops heard that Zimri had not only conspired but had also struck down the king, then all Israel made Omri, the army commander, king over Israel that very day in the camp. Omri, along with all Israel, marched up from Gibbethon and besieged Tirzah. When Zimri saw that the city was captured, he entered the citadel of the royal palace and burned it down over himself. 
He died because of the sin he committed by doing what was evil in the Lord's sight and by walking in the ways of Jeroboam and the sin he caused Israel to commit. The rest of the events of Zimri's reign, along with the conspiracy that he instigated, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. At that time the people of Israel were divided. Half the people followed Tibni, son of Ginnath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. However, the people who followed Omri proved stronger than those who followed Tibni, son of Ginnath. So Tibni died, and Omri became king. In the thirty-first year of Judah's king Asa, Omri became king over Israel, and he reigned twelve years. He reigned six years in Tirzah. Then he bought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for one hundred fifty pounds of silver, and he built up the hill. He named the city he built Samaria, based on the name Shemer, the owner of the hill. Omri did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did more evil than all who were before him. He walked in all the ways of Jeroboam son of Nebat in every respect, and continued in his sins that he caused Israel to commit, angering the Lord God of Israel with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Omri's reign, along with his accomplishments and the might he exercised, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Omri rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. His son Ahab became king in his place. Ahab son of Omri became king over Israel in the thirty-eighth year of Judah's king Asa. Ahab son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty-two years. But Ahab son of Omri did what was evil in the Lord's sight more than all who were before him. Then, as if following the sin of Jeroboam son of Nebat were not enough, he married Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and then proceeded to serve Baal and bow and worship to him. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal that he had built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Asherah pole. Ahab did more to anger the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. During his reign, Hiel, 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 the Bethelite built Jericho. At the cost of Abiram his firstborn, he laid its foundation, and at the cost of Segub his youngest, he finished its gates, according to the word of the Lord he had spoken through Joshua son of Nun. So the Bible I'm reading from today is the Christian Standard Bible, which is She Reads Truth uh, version, and it has devotionals in it throughout the Bible correlating with different passages. So the devotional correlating with 1 Kings chapter 16 is called Pushy Broads and Redeeming Love. So we'll see what it says. When I was a kid, my mother cautioned me, whatever you do, don't turn into a pushy broad. I assured her she had nothing to worry about. No way did I want to become the kind of woman who shoved people around, barked out orders, or made demands. Then I grew up and became a pushy broad. Not in public, of course, just at home with my darling husband. Clean that up. Move that over. Carry that out. Reading the words Jezebel said to her husband Ahab, spoiler alert, <laughs> now exercise your royal power over Israel, 1 King 21.7. I have to admit, I'm hearing my voice. Way too much like Jezebel, not at all like Jesus. It's a good thing God doesn't give up on us. 
When we open his word, he opens our hearts, washes us clean, and makes us new. Even pushy broads like me can experience the power of God's loving kindness, which recreates us in the image of his son and brings forth fruit worthy of his name. Jezebel, though, never sought God's love. She was all about Baal, the false god her father worshipped. A bad branch on a bad tree bears bad fruit, guaranteed. When the Bible tells us the Lord hates six things, in fact, seven are detestable to him, Jezebel had them all. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. Proverbs 6, 16-19 Can we find a glimmer of light in this sordid story, some shimmering truth that shows us God is still at work in the lives of his people, then and now? Take a look at Jezebel's husband, who tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes. We definitely see some repentance going on there. Even after this man did more to make God angry than all the kings of Israel who came before him. When the Lord saw the changed attitude of Ahab's heart, demonstrated by his actions, he said to the prophet Elijah, Have you seen how Ahab has humbled himself before me? 1 Kings 21-29 God was merciful to Ahab and postponed his wrath, all because Ahab sought his forgiveness. Despite the king's many sins, his humility bore healthy fruit. God stands ready to shower his mercy on us, not because of our goodness, but because of his goodness, not because of our on-again, off-again obedience, but because of his never-ending, ever-redeeming love. For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Psalm 86, 5. Second Chronicles chapter 17 Judas King Jehoshaphat Asa's son Jehoshaphat became king in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in every fortified city of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked by his commands, not according to the practices of Israel. So the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Then all Judah brought him tribute, and he had riches and honor in abundance. His mind rejoiced in the Lord's ways, and he again removed the high places and Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials, Ben-Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nethanel, and Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. The Levites with them were Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemaramoth, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tob Adonijah. The priests, Elishama and Jehoram, were with these Levites. They taught throughout Judah, having the book of the Lord's instruction with them. They went throughout the towns of Judah and taught the people. The terror of the Lord was on all the kingdoms of the lands that surrounded Judah, so they didn't fight against Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines also brought gifts and silver as tribute to Jehoshaphat, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams, and 7,700 male goats. 
Jehoshaphat grew stronger and stronger. He built fortresses and storage cities in Judah and carried out great works in the towns of Judah. He had fighting men, valiant warriors in Jerusalem. These are their numbers according to their ancestral families. For Judah, the commanders of thousands, Adna, the commander, and 300,000 valiant warriors with him. Next to him, Jehonan, the commander, and 280,000 with him. Next to him, Amasiah, son of Zikri, the volunteer of the Lord, and 200,000 valiant warriors with him. From Benjamin, Eliada, a valiant warrior, and 200,000 with him, armed with a bow and shield. Next to him, Jehozabad, and 180,000 with him, equipped for war. These were the ones who served the king, besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout all Judah. Guys, we did it. I mean, we might be almost two weeks behind, going on three, but I was able to record a day's reading. And I will take that win for now. <laughs> um, I just want to rehash some of the verses that really jumped out to me. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. That was Azariah talking to Asa. And then because of that conversation, later in the chapter 15, uh, verse 12, it says, Then they, which is the nation of Israel, entered into a covenant to seek the Lord of their God of their ancestors with all their heart and all their soul. Whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel would be put to death, young or old, man or woman. They took an oath to the Lord in a loud voice, with shouting, with trumpets, and with ram's horns. All Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn it with all their mind. They had sought him with all their heart, and he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. And then in chapter 16, Hanani is talking to Asa and says, The eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to show himself strong for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him. Just let those verses sink in. Am I wholeheartedly devoted to him? No, I wish I was. That is my prayer that I will be. Are you wholeheartedly devoted to him? Are you seeking him with all your heart and soul and mind and strength? Because if we do, he will be found by us. If we do, he will give us rest. Lord, that is my prayer for us right now. I pray that we would all seek you with all of our hearts, with all of our strength, with all of our minds, with all of our souls, that we would put you first, that we would not put any idols before you, that we would not put relationships before you, that we would not put money before you, that we would not put wealth, fame, or even just man in the pursuit of being accepted by man before you. There's so many more things that we put before you and don't even realize it. I just pray that you would 
make that apparent to us so that we can crush those idols beneath our feet with the strength you give us of the Holy Spirit. And God, I just ask that you would cleanse my heart from all wickedness. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. In your holy and precious name I pray. Amen.